This is Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. Stanford. 90.1 FM. Radio Atenea Americana. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Radio Atenea Americana. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para la radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Jubes. Isabel Jubes. Bienvenidos. Atenea Americana. Welcome. Bienvenidos. From Stanford to the world. Welcome, and this week we're going to be talking with San Francisco Bay Area Theatre Company, or SF Patco. They are a black, Latin, and Asian-led nonprofit organization that produces compelling theatre that builds community, fosters cross-cultural dialogue, promotes social justice, and authentically reflects the experiences of communities of colors and LGBTQ people. Their theatrical productions address social justice issues from an intersectional perspective and present affirmative, non-stereotypical representations of individuals and communities who are feared or ostracized for either their race, their gender, religion, sexual preference, socioeconomical or immigration status. For that, we are talking with one of their co-founders, Marcelo Javier. This weekend, the San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company is also presenting a new theater festival, and this festival is called the New Roots Theater Festival. So we are uh, going to be talking with them about this and we're going to be learning all about this amazing experience that is coming to San Francisco this weekend. Stay with us. Today with Marcelo Javier in Atenea Americana, and we are here because he's opening a new season with his theater in San Francisco. So let's start first. Welcome, Marcelo, and thank you for being here with us at Stanford Radio. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. Well, thank you first for, for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. I am Marcelo Javier. I am the co-founder and co-artistic director of the San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company, uh, but we also go by the short form SF Batco. Um, we're a young seven-year-old nonprofit here based in San Francisco, and um, we are, like you mentioned, we're kicking off, you know, this weird transition time coming out of the pandemic, knock on wood, uh, with a brand new theater festival called the New Roots Theater Festival happening October 16th and 17th. Tell me a little bit about your company. As I can read about you guys, you are a very diverse and very unique kind of theater company. Yeah, so we're a group of Black, Latine, Asia, like the whole gamut um, of people. And it's not out of, you know, a, a need or a want of 
filling some diversity quota is just this is who we are. We are artists who grew up in San Francisco in a time where um, you know there was significantly less gentrification, um, and you know we've we've kept in touch, and we're here to remind people that our voices are still here and that we matter. And are you still housed in San Francisco as a company? Yes, we are. Uh, most of our artists are as well, although a lot of us come from all over the Bay Area. Everyone knows how difficult the rent is over here. So, you know, we definitely uh, uh, are always trying to, to push the needle forward for advocacy for artists um, being able to stay in our beautiful city. So where exactly are you guys located? How, how can people find you? Sure. Well, our home base is actually the Brava Theater Center in the Mission District. Um, that's 2781 24th Street at York. Um, it's accessible via BART. You can take several muni lines there. Um, there's even a parking garage that's associated with San Francisco General Hospital that people tend to use as well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here uh, in the Mission District. So we are uh, presenting the New Roots Theater Festival at our home base, the Brava Theater Center. Um, it's a really beautiful, old converted vaudeville house uh, that has a, a wonderful main stage theater. There's a studio space. Um, and there's also one third uh, cabaret space that uh, we are not using for this festival because uh, we need to adhere to certain COVID protocols and we're trying to give people as much space and room uh, to stay safe as possible. And uh, what kind of pieces are you presenting? Thank you for asking. This is my favorite part of my job. Uh, we are <laughs> partnering with five different legacy companies here in uh, the Bay Area, including African American Shakespeare Company, Afro Solo, the Lorraine Hansberry Theater, Cuica uh, Cali Escuela de Ballet Folklorico, y the Mariachi de la Misión, and Push Dance Company. Um, we're really excited. These are partners that we've been working with for, for years now. Um, in addition to their wonderful performances, um, us SF Batco, we're bringing three new original works, including one called I To Sing America, which has uh, two Stanford alumni as the lead creators. Well, I see Legends of the Bay, sorry, for this season, Afrofuturist Journeys, Black Excellence, uh, Reimagining Americana. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So like I said, we're partnering with a couple of different legacy companies uh, in the festival. So what we've done, um, mind you, it's not when uh, I say festival, it's really it's a two day festival that we're presenting all of these works. So um, unlike a full like theatrical season that spans months and months and months, people only have two days, October 16th and 17th to catch them. Uh, but yes, so we have um, the African-American Shakespeare Company that's presenting the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. It's a hilarious excerpt of uh, all of William Shakespeare's works. Um, we have In the Evening by the Moonlight that's being presented by the Lorraine Hansberry Theater, a wonderful new play that's about uh, Lorraine Hansberry in a meeting with Nina Simone uh, and James Baldwin, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, it, yes. So are you doing the, the whole works of William Shakespeare in two days? That's no, so that, it's a piece that's called The Complete Works of Shakespeare Abridged. And okay. what it is, is some uh, a team of writers had written all of his works condensed into an hour-long parody 
that touches upon each work. And this company is only going to be presenting 20, a 20 minute excerpt of that full piece um, that they actually just finished doing out at Jack London Square in Oakland and the Chase Center here in San Francisco. How can people find tickets? Do you have a website? Absolutely not. No, I'm kidding. Yes, we do <laughs> have a website. Our website is www.sfbatco.org, like San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company. It's www.sfbatco.org. And we have all of our information about the festival, all the lineups, the schedule, all of that information is there. What kind of things are you doing related to COVID safety? So in accordance with the San Francisco city mandate, um, because this is an indoor event, everyone has to be vaccinated and has to be able to show proof of vaccination. And by full vaccination, we do mean either two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna or one Johnson and Johnson shot um, and being fully immunized uh, using the waiting period afterwards. Also, we are requiring masks. I know right now we're in flux with what uh, city mandates are, but because we planned this at a time during the height of the Delta variant, we are still asking our patrons to keep their masks on at all times. The performers are also all vaccinated and we actually have required everyone to get a, a negative COVID test um, so that we are keeping our audiences safe. Good, so people will need to take the paper proof with them or an online photo, like a photo of your vaccination proof is okay. Yeah, all you can, you can uh, use a photo of your vaccination card or whatever. Um, if you have a registered account with like clear or something like that, accompanied with a valid photo ID that it will get you access into the building. Other than the Shakespeare program that looks very interesting, what other pieces are you going to be presenting this weekend? Sure. So one of the original projects that SF Batco that we're, you know, supporting and, and bringing into this festival is a piece called Sign My Name to Freedom, the Unheard Songs of Betty Reed Soskin. And now Betty Reed Soskin, she is, she just turned 100 years old. She's the oldest active park ranger in American history. Um, and back in the day, she actually wrote a whole collection of songs that are very much informative about her life. And so um, we have a wonderful artist named Jamie Zimmer, who who has really taken the reins on creating this piece about uh, Betty Reed Soskin's life using her own music, um, which can be found in block A. That's also paired along with uh, Afro Solo's wonderful uh, performance called San Francisco Variations on Black Joy, White Supremacy and Hope, uh, which is created by the legendary Thomas Robert Simpson. What about that piece, Reimagining Americana? What is it about? That's our block D. Um, so we have in that Cuica uh, Cali presents uh, also featuring the Mariachi de la Misión, a piece called Mexico Lindo y Querido. Um, it's a really uh, incredible group of young dancers trained by Jesus Cortes. Um, they do uh, traditional uh, Mexican ballet folklorico. Um, so he, he's doing a, uh, he's taking us through each different uh, state of Mexico, not each state. Of course, that could be its own piece in its own right, of course. Um, but he's giving us samples of different uh, folklorico from the states of Mexico intertwined with pieces done by a youth mariachi. Um, so that's the first part of Block D. And then the second Block D, like I mentioned, is a piece called I To Sing America, um, which is inspired, of course, by Langston Hughes' very famous I Too poem, uh, created with music by Othello Jefferson and direction by Jamie Ewanshore and Christine Chung, who both actually went to Stanford. I love the graphic of this auto 
futuristic Afro show. They are so alluring. Can you tell me more about that part of the show? So this is our final block uh, called Block B. Um, and in that is Push Dance Company and another original SF Batco production. So Push Dance is doing a piece called Emaya Expedition. It's choreographed by the incredible artistic director of Push Dance Company, uh, Raisa Simpson, uh, followed by Shining, which is an Afrofuturist myth uh, based on the Greek myth of Phaeton, um, which is a new piece by the incredible playwright Aida Pirzada, about a young, uh, well, we'll call him a boy. He's a young element uh, being of light that is in search of his father, who is the sun god Helios and the journey that he has to take to find him. Fun. So can you uh, choose and pick and you buy tickets for one piece or one section or you just buy tickets for the whole festival together for the weekend? Absolutely. So we've modeled this kind of after some of the bigger arts festivals, something like a Coachella, if you will, but for theater. And so what we have is each block, like, as I mentioned, has two different performances, um, such as Emaya and the play Shining or Mexico Lindo y Querido and I Too Sing America. So in each block, which runs about an hour long, um, you get to see two different performances uh, that have a similar thematic pairing. And for tickets wise, you can buy a block of four. So you can get four blocks and you can see everything in the festival. You can get two blocks and see four different shows. Or if you're really pressed for time or, you know, this is your first outing back at the theater, we're also selling one block tickets so that you can pick and choose to see what it is that you want. Do you do this festival every year or this is something that you are just starting and hoping to get into for the future years. Uh, how is it working? How has it worked so far? We are hoping to. This is our first annual New Roots Theater Festival. Um, and we are really, in, we've been enjoying this whole process so much. Aside from coming back from being isolated and not being able to have our theaters open and really connect with our audiences, um, to be able to come back, you know, and have this be our real return to the theater is incredibly special. So um, we, we look forward to not only doing it this year, but for many, many more years to come. And how did you guys do during pandemic that you were telling me that you did have some sort of online theater going on, some uh, performances, uh, but, you know, obviously not in person with all the pandemic issues, but uh, you were still active with the theater company. Yeah. So last year, um, while we were isolated, we pivoted to an online variety show um, that we actually aired on Twitch for any of uh the gamers out there that are fans of your show, uh, they, I'm sure they know what Twitch TV is. And so uh, we would do weekly shows um, that we called live with Rod and Mars that I performed with my co-founder Rodney Earl Jackson Jr. Um, and we would do an hour long variety show um, that we streamed and, you know, it was fun and don't get me wrong. It definitely got us through the pandemic, but there truly is nothing like live theater and being back with people in the flesh. It's, it's definitely preferred. Definitely. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about your background? You were uh, telling me a little bit what made you start this uh, company and what are your interests? 
Sure. Well, um, I grew up here in, in San Francisco. I'm one of uh, the few who were born and raised here. Um, but uh, I, I went off to school on the East Coast. Um, and uh, but my co-founder, Rodney, and I, we again, like I mentioned, we both grew up here. Uh, we went to the local arts high school here, the Ruth Asawa San Francisco School of the Arts. Um, and when we went off to college, we actually met back up in New York because that's kind of where you know, if you do theater, that's where you're supposed to go and make it. And, and we loved our time in New York and, and it was really wonderful. Um, I got a lot of experience producing off Broadway. Rodney also produced in the New York Fringe Festival, was on Broadway in shows like Book of Mormon and Motown. Um, and while we really loved what we were doing, we truly missed being home. And we were thinking if we can be doing theater in, you know, in New York City, why can't we be doing it in our own hometown and representing, you know, the communities and the people that we love? So we founded San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company uh, back in 2014. Uh, so seven years ago, um, and we're still going strong. And we're really committed to, again, uplifting and uh, telling the stories of the people that we grew up with. And it was mostly out of a desire to tell our own stories. I, I don't have any problem or beef with people who are out telling the classics, but a lot of those stories have been told time and time again, mainly for uh, you know the white American theater audience. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but we also feel like we needed to create space for our stories and our narratives. Um, and so that has always, from the beginning, been our guiding light and what we continue to do. So to found your company with more of a San Francisco mentality and, you know, the rhythm of the city and the richness of the multicultural scene, probably. Yeah, very much. Again, a, a callback to the city that we grew up in. Obviously, the city has changed a lot in the past, I mean, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you know, um, but it, I am, am old enough and young enough at the same time to remember <laughs> a time when, you know, walking down the street and seeing someone who looked like me wasn't such a rarity. Um, and, you know, things are what they are, but uh, I think people like to talk about it as if it's a long forgotten past and that our communities somehow don't live here anymore. And the reality is, even though we are smaller um, than we were maybe 20, 30 years ago, there are still people here who not only deserve the right to be uh, telling their stories, but we're actively doing it and we never stopped. Um, and just because people <laughs> have stopped looking and trying to find us doesn't mean that we're not here, but we're not waiting for people to, to wait to find out about us. We're being active and loud and trying to, to remind people that we're, we are still here and that we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, maybe it has just spread a little bit more into the Bay Area, but it hasn't disappeared. It's still, still around. Yeah, absolutely. Great, then will definitely recommend lovers of theater to go and check out the Roots, New Roots Festival this weekend in San Francisco. So are you planning any other season for your company during this year or you're just going to wait for next year a festival? Yes, absolutely. So as soon as uh, we're fully able to make a full return to theater, where we have a full season planned in the wings coming in 2022, um, and I 
highly recommend that people check out our website, www.sfbatco.org, like San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company.org, um, because, and join our newsletter, stay in touch, because we will always be posting about what's coming up next. Um, and we have a really, really exciting season planned in 2022 that we are very close to announcing. So again, please keep in touch, go to our website, join our mailing list. And follow us on social media. We're, we're on every social media platform as SF Batco. That's great. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for the information and thank you for being here in the show. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Since its inception, SF Batco has been dedicated to producing original work and working with arts organizations that have long supported BIPOC artists in San Francisco. This year, we are launching the New Roots Theater Festival to further our mission. The New Roots Theater Festival is a cultural festival that represents the global community in the Bay Area and celebrates performance works that represent marginalized identities. This two-day theatrical experience will feature eight unique performances on two stages. To find out more information, visit us at sfbatco.org. And that was part of the official uh, promotion for the festival this weekend. But now I wanted to show a little bit of the promotion video that was made by the jazz singer Jamie Zimmer about the piece that is also going to be uh, shown this weekend called Sign My Name to Freedom by Betty Reid Soskin, as we talked today in the show. She is a park ranger who composed these pieces many years ago, and she's going to be 100 years this year, and they are making this nice piece about her legacy and her musical legacy. So let's listen a little bit to the wonderful jazz singer Jamie Zimmer today uh, to close the show. Monday morning, streets are bare. Seems as how they don't want me nowhere. Since I went to the courthouse and signed my name to freedom. Daughters say, mustn't run. Sound the trumpets, the kingdom's come. Ain't no turning back now. I done sign my name to freedom. Fields of fire. Garden flaming neath the summer sky. Shrouds of white, no name naming. They don't know this dream can't die. Churches burn, deacon dead. Still I know 
It's like daughter said, ain't no turning back now. I done signed my name to freedom. My Lord was down at the courthouse. They I signed my name. And this was Atenea Americana. Atenea Americana. Stanford, 90.1 FM. Atenea Americana. A window to the Latin universe. This is Atenea Americana. Bilingual house of culture. On the air and online. Su casa de la cultura en la radio y online. Para radio 90.1 KCSU Stanford. I am Isabel Jubes. Isabel Jubes. Vuelve pronto. Atenea Americana. From Stanford to the world. Remember to come back soon. Ciao. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>